time to catch the roundabout. Now you did that in a high voice this time and you know who you sound like? Who? You sound like freaking Glenn Hughes. Really? Yeah. I have such a great vibrato and pitch control. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you're right. Glenn Hughes, the greatest like vocalist bass player, one of the greatest of our time ever. And uh, we had seen him in 2021 in September in the Dead Daisies. And you and I also saw him in his Deep Purple special in 2019 in September. Same month, two years apart, doing two different things with two different bands and kicking ass. Absolutely. And every single time I saw him live, he sounded amazing. Just like my other idol, Paul Rogers. Look at that. See them live so many times in different settings. And they sound great. How comes? Uh, I just think Glenn Hughes... Aging very gracefully. Yeah. Amazing. It's like Glenn Hughes is an interesting character because he started off strong, went into a tailspin for like many, many years, pulled out of it, and became a creative renaissance man and picked up his career and made bands, multiple bands. Yeah. So yeah, in the last twenty years or I mean in the last thirty years actually actually since you got uh, sober. And uh and one thing to mention, you know, even throughout his like dark darker days, like mid eighties and uh stuff, I think and early eighties, he released some great stuff. He did. I think he has a really clean record when you think about I was so blown away. Stuff. Well I didn't know he was I suffering mean, yeah. at that time that mm-hmm. way. I just thought he was brilliant. So once I mean, you read his autobiography, yeah, so you know the dirt and right, you know the right. good stuff and you know everything. But right, but he, but everything I, that he shared. But at the time, I didn't know he was quote unquote messed up. Um, so I, when I, when I, when I found out later, I was like, wow! If you can make that music that messed up, you're a somebody, bro. You know what's going special. on. But for people that are not so initiated with Glenn Hughes, although we throw the name around here on this podcast i'll just run through it in a minute and i'll let my friend kick into some particulars but first band trapeze made a bunch of albums in the early 70s um that were pretty amazing it was kind of a yeah. funky rock group had to do dave holland in it from uh, uh judas, priest, judas priest who later became a uh, controversial figure mel golly on guitar mm-hmm. and then he was invited to join deep purple mark three Oh, with, yes. With David Coverdale, Richie Blackmore, John Lord, and Ian Pace. And then after Richie Blackmore leaves, stays on, Tommy Bolin comes in. They do a studio album, Come and Taste. Now, that, they did, I think it was Burn and Stormbringer with Richie. It was Come Taste a Band with Tommy Bolin. And uh, they left with, uh, you know, some live performance albums that came out later. 
And Glenn Hughes made, even made solo albums in the 70s. No, actually, you know, what's really cool? Uh, I've just received, for the first time in my life, I will have that LP, his uh, solo album, his first solo album, Play Me Out. I like that. I will receive that from Japan. It's coming in late December. So I can't wait to listen to that. Look at you. LA Cutoff. I remember that one. But the thing is, like, Trapeze, his first band was such an amazing band. And he, uh, he joined, I, th I think before he was a bassist, he was a trumpet player or something like that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then he did the album with Trapeze, and he was one of the vocalists, but he wasn't like the main lead vocalist. And it was five members of the band. And then uh, with the second album and third, uh, Medusa and You're the Music, We're Just the Band, they became trio. And they really built their, their classic sound. Mel Galley and Glenn Hughes, like, such an amazing combination. And, and Dave Holland. Right. And, uh, and luckily we still have some uh, live recordings from these, right. these times. And they just released last year the expanded versions of Medusa mm -hmm. and you, you are the music, uh, we're just a band. Uh, moving on uh, past uh, the Deep Purple awesomeness of Glenn Hughes, for some reason, an album I had never heard but it got talked about like crazy in the 80s was the Hughes Thrall album. Yeah, Hughes Thrall. I think all of these like hair bands from the 80s from LA. They, they, all, they all loved it. They all loved it. And I think uh, after they all met Glenn Hughes because he's uh, he lives in LA, they uh, they uh, mentioned it to him throughout the... <laughs> throughout the they're like you're unbelievable. Jam man. sessions from the nineties and two thousands and stuff. Like we owe you everything. You're and the god of voice. And then voice of rock. And then when you know you think about things he did, um, when he did he did Gary Moore's Run for Cover album mm -hmm. where he did uh, about two three mm -hmm. songs three mm -hmm. songs I think, and they were good. They would have been a good pair. But as far as a band joining of note in the eighties, that people go oh, wow. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yes. And it was it was supposed to be Tony Iommi's solo album, but of course yep. it was released as Seven Star. Seven Star. Oh, man. Which is a really good and album. It's a great album. Really good. I, I listened to it uh, this summer. We talked about it, and I and I listened to it again. I have a few copies of that record. It was released in former Yugoslavia, and then uh, I, I got this uh, original version. Actually, it was Dutch version. Which sounds like twice as good, <laughs> like mastering wise, but uh, it's such a good album. Actually, there's no weak moment in no. that album. It was it was Tony was was sure of what he wanted. It was unfortunate that when they went to tour that album, that uh, Glenn Hughes banged up his uh, throat after uh, a nuts. I think it was attacked by some guy. Yeah, he got something yeah. stupid happened to him, and when he hurt his throat and he was bleeding in his throat, it hit his vocal cords, Terrible. so he couldn't perform optimally. And he was replaced with Ray Gillen. Mm -hmm. But the thing about the relationship, um, it didn't sever into permanence. It was Tony Ione would work later with Glenn Hughes on a duet album. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, what's the name of that album? Fused. Mm -hmm. Fused. So they made a, du a duet album. And there's also a recording of Eighth Star, I heard. Mm -hmm. I suppose. But, yeah, but, but that was around, I think, uh, like mid-90s or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a way to say, hey, it buddy. Was, it was a bootleg, actually, right. that uh, yeah, they, they never released it. I don't know what was Why the problem not? before. I, I think there was some kind of personal problem or, or, or something. Yeah. And they just put it aside, but so many people uh, bootlegged it throughout the years. Yes. And uh, and sold it. So they really, they decided when they got together again with, uh, with the Fuse that they would re-release the 8-star 
like officially, mm-hmm. and uh, and they did it. So at least they got some, you know, some income from that, you know, because they were both super productive. Especially Glenn Hughes from uh, from nineteen ninety two when he released that uh, blues album with uh, Mike Warner label. Mm-hmm. Mike Warner is that is it. And uh, and then he did. He was a guest vocalist on uh, KLF. Hit, KLF. Uh, yeah. KLF. Uh, KLF. Do, do. <laughs> what KLF time is going to rock you? And, and he sounds so amazing on that one. <laughs> Listen, that was amazing. What time is love? What time is love? I mean, killer music, but not to get off track of the fact that the black because I I remember being excited about okay you got Gary Moore you got Black Sabbath and then blow me away with Phenomena why don't you Phenomena oh, I love Phenomena and you told me you had that record you had the uh, glow in the dark and the dark oh, the cover glow in the dark <laughs> and I was so scared I put it what I did was I put the record down and I remember I shut the lights out and you know you're trying to go to sleep and again I'm, the night. I'm like so, whatever. I was 17 at the time but I'm still like wait a minute there's some glowing in my room and then I look and I'm like okay but on that album, as far as all-star cast of players, it was like a collective, but it was, so it was Glenn, it was Gal, uh, Mel Galley. Cozy Powell. It had Neil Murray, Ted McKenna, Don Airy, Richard Bailey. I mean, oh, need I Ted say McKenna more? Ted from Cessation, yeah. Alex. Need Alexander. I say more? I mean, seriously. You know, you, you want to have, a, a, you know, these kind of guys in the studio making songs that were very attractive, very I, I love still the night. It's, it's, it's Phoenix like, Rising? Phoenix what a ballad. What a ballad. That's with the devil. Right? And that's Glenn Hughes really being Glenn Hughes. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. There's, uh, there's this uh, famous... He was a p- famous rock star in, uh, in former Yugoslavia. And then he, now he has a very successful career. as uh, He combines Roma music with... Uh, kind of uh, like fuses it with, with different beats. And his name is Goran Bregovic. But he had this band in the... In the 70s and early 80s, it was a huge, the, the biggest band over there. But the thing about him is that he, like every other great uh, producer and uh, player, he would pick up the, you know, themes from this song and that song and kind of arrange it to his own thing. What Led Zeppelin did, what Deep Purple did, what many other bands mm-hmm. did. And one of the themes that he picked up was uh, Dance with the Devil by Phenomena. He released it right wow. here. <laughs> and he packed it, packaged it in a, in a very funny song called uh, wait, Spit and Sing My Yugoslavia, which was the name of the country back then. But the first part of the song, the main, the main riff, was based on Dance with the Devil. How cool is that? I think that is... <laughs> that is very, very awesome. niche information you won't find anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's funny how people dig something and they yeah. just go with it and run with the song. I mean, it obviously moved them. <laughs> um, other awesome things that our friend did, uh, one of which, well, vocal-wise, made us happy. I read in his book, he had mixed feelings about it, was uh, you know Glenn Hughes and Joe Lynn Turner Oh, oh yeah, the, the, no. there was an album. I, I think they were connected by some. Uh, like they were connected. Russian, uh, yeah, and it was like, hey, you guys, should, you know, and they were playing. And they even did album uh, album with uh, with that producer. I forgot the I forgot the name. Somebody Project. That's the third album. They did two albums, one live album, and they did they did that album. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name. 
But that was a, a nice, I thought that was a nice idea. Um, there was some band, a German band, uh, some time back that did, it's like two guys on the album that I really wanted to hear guesting, John Wetton and Glenn Hughes. It was a German band, it starts with an L. Forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have the that was, B B Billy Lewis gang. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I have that album. Where are you like, stuff to you. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was I like, like okay. Yeah, I, I remember it. It's good. Uh, I actually have, I think, No Strings Attached or something like, or something like that. But yeah, he was, uh, and I like I like those songs. I think the there was one song that was kind of based on uh, that foreigner track called "That Was Yesterday," mm -hmm. kind of like similar vibe, and it was called "Make My Day." I remember exactly from that album. Clint Eastwood quote: "Make my day." <laughs> Go ahead, make my day. <laughs> quote, quote it. That's a, in a very different kind of. <laughs> using it like let's use it in a song. This one had some very funny lyrics when they when they combined it with the with the vibe of the song. I love listening to it, man. Glenn Hughes can he, he can touch anything. Oh, Michael Men Project, you were thinking of. Yeah, that that's what you Russian were thinking of for for Turner yeah. and uh, Hughes. Yeah, I, th I think if you go to all uh, like guest projects that he did, with including all those uh, tribute projects, I mean, yep. I was following everything until maybe like 2006, 2007, yep. along with his albums, yep. and then it just became too much. Yeah. I mean, he kind of, he, he was on er everything. I still listen to it, I mean, I still check it out. But I was in Belgrade at, uh, at a party one time, and the person told me, hey, uh, I'm a musician too, we had a band, and uh, and recently we recorded an album, and uh, Glenn Hughes was a guest on our album. So Glenn Hughes, <laughs> so we talked about it, and he shared a link with me, and uh, and there was this song where Glenn Hughes sang, and uh, I forgot exactly the, the name of the band. Wow. But it was nice, I mean, he left he left his mark there, you know, and, uh, and he's, he's such a... He made a lot of solo albums when he got off, he got sober, if you will, in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And that was a big game changer for him, and so he increased his solo output tenfold. Right, mm -hmm. he was live albums, and, and then by the time he got through like Soul Mover, uh, he did an album with Jeff Downs also. Besides, mm -hmm. I, I think the the, the, the work tapes, but I, I think that one was. Uh... It was added. it was recorded uh, much earlier. Yeah, nineties. I think it was nineties. Uh, but in two thousands, when he got to the uh, road to destiny, or something like that, you know. When I, he I had, he went into band mode again, and he went to do and he did Black Country Communion, uh -huh, and which then was, a, was power, uh, a power a quartet oh, yeah. with uh -huh. Joe Bonamassa, mm -hmm. Derek Sherinian, and Jason Bonham on drums. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I I thought they moved fast enough with a good first album, good follow up album, good live album. Third album, they broke up, and then they came back with a fourth mm -hmm. album, and there's plans to do a fifth album uh, at some point. Yeah, yeah, I hope it happens, actually. It was, and, it, and Glenn Hughes was a guest on John, John Bonamassa's yes. uh, solo. He did Heartbreaker by Free. Sounding great. And he did, a brief, he did a brief there thing, was, Kings of Chaos, also, uh, with, with Guns N' Roses members. But then the band that he made after Black Country Communion had its initial, let's call it, split, California breed. Amazing. I, I right. saw them live at the Grand. Who were the other two guys again? In California breed, it was... Um, I think it was... Uh, Jason Andrew Bond Watt was and, a guitar player uh, and, and Jason Bond. Yeah, and younger guitarist. And, right. And he, I, he was great here too. I thought that was it good. It was a nice album. I, and great uh, live concert uh, as well. I mean, I think, they, they sounded really, really good. And I think too we... Too bad they, they didn't last longer. Uh, yeah. the, 
but like a lot of things, he's always moving around doing stuff. He put because after that, he put out another solo album, mm-hmm. um, Re- Resonance, Re- Re- Resonator, or something, something which was like which is very good. Village, by the way, I don't know who is the organ player on that one. Whoever, I, I think he's Australian. I, uh, I read somewhere I should know his name because this is an amazing, amazing organ player. You know, very rarely you'll get such a right on point rock and roll Hammond players just like uh, in uh, in spirit of John Lord. Well, this guy has it. This guy has it. It's so good. So check out, I think Resonance is the name of the album. And... Uh, I think that's the guy who took person. on the purple tour, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's not the, it's not the same person. Not the same guy? Went, at least not uh, to Amer- on American days. Because purple tour, when he did that, he he toured with one band in Europe, and then in America he had like two different combinations. Uh, combinations. Even uh, Doug Aldridge did some uh, right some shows there. I think they did. Uh, there's a video of them doing Say, Sail Away. Yeah, Sail Away from that... Uh, from Burn album, and then, and then not to forget actually to mention uh, like he had his guitarist sideman that uh, worked with him. There was uh, uh, this guy JJ March, like uh, that, that played with him. Uh, he's, I think he's a Swedish guy or something, and he played on many albums. Like really unique sound. And then he had uh, what's his name Coleman, the who worked with. Uh, with UFO as well, Jeff Coleman, and he also worked with uh, amazing players. I mean, he really attracts great musicians. Mark, so. Mark Bonier, Mark Bonier, who bought, who, who, with, uh, and he ended up in with Keith, with Emerson. Keith Emerson. Yeah. Um, and David the Coverdale actually did uh, that. Was one appearance of Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale in the two thousands. They did the version of Burn live with the yeah. Montrose and right. uh, that Keith Emerson. It's uh, right. Keith Emerson thing. Like, yeah. When you hear Glenn Hughes doing Tarkus from ELP, mm-hmm. with his bass punch, and his uh, his his vocal, you know, very different than Greg Lake's, and but but it worked because mm-hmm. there's a saw there's a part of Tarkus where he goes, re, you know, Greg Lake's is very when you realize your sin, yeah, you, have, you uh-huh. know. Glenn Hughes' verse is just, when you realize it's your like sins. That kind of he knows how to how to really twist it, mm-hmm. and yet it works because as he's doing it, you know, he's punching certain bass notes, and Emerson's grinding on it, top of it, and makes it just works perfect. And that guy Mark Bonilla is really good too. The um, last thing with uh, Glenn Hughes related, uh, we drove when we saw Dead Daisies. Mm-hmm. Which were really yeah, good live. Well, yeah. I was very enjoyable because he had um, what the other two guys in Dead Daisies. Um, what's his name? Doug, Doug Aldrich, yeah. uh, David Lowey, and, uh, and David Tommy, Lowey. It's it's his, uh, it's his project, and we salute David Lowey for creating projects like this for musicians that he has. It was just for, wonderful you know, for treating them as rock royalty as they are. So. Yeah. Doing so the thank right. you for doing this and do it for many years, please. Right? It's like uh, it's good for humanity. And there's so much everybody. It's a win-win situation. And then Glenn Hughes will do something odd, like for a film soundtrack, he'll do like Nights in White Satin and just yeah, take it over. And, and by the way, great, great example. I mean, you, you're uh, talking about Glenn Hughes doing these classic songs in his mm-hmm. own way. And when we saw that days, is they did uh, Midnight Moses, by right? Alex Harvey, right? Sensational Alex Harvey band, which is such a such a unique cover, Very. which you know kind of gives so much extra credibility to. And and why the shade of pale? 
that he did live and with Nikita mm-hmm. Emerson recording. I think he does it somewhere else too. Oh, that's great. There's this uh, live, I think it's live in Australia or something, acoustic. Yeah, I saw oh, that. I saw right, the right, vid- I saw right. that. Oh, check it's like it in out. a cafe almost. It's very casual. Yeah, but but he, so does, cool. he does that song and he has uh, maybe two violins or something like that. Cello and violin. Man, that's like the, one of the best vocal performances of all times in any genre. You know, he, he I even like it. his Christmas album, A Soulful Christmas. Glenn I, Hughes. Admit, I admit that. Come I on. Yes. I mean, Maria by Glenn Hughes. I mean, come on, Glenn Hughes doing Christmas songs? You can't lose. <laughs> and the cover of the album is Glenn Hughes <laughs> but the, in a very, very, very clean version, but behind him there's... Uh, uh, framed, uh, I think Stormbringer or Burnout yeah. or something like that, very appearing out of right. nowhere, and then you hear him sing Come Ave Maria in a very controlled way. You know, so. When you say appearing out of nowhere, you want to say coming out of nowhere? That was in a Stormbringer quote. Yeah. So, Dropping like rain. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, but it, it's amazing the things he gets done in the, in the economy of time that he keeps putting out. He, he, every time I look my left to my right, he puts something out, yeah. and I barely can keep up with it. But which, which is great. I think I always, whenever I feel uh, I need some more rock and roll, that I love, I love that kind of deep purple flavored rock and roll that uh, I can uh, mm-hmm. check out what Grant Hughes is doing and uh, and get my feel. Yeah, His so version of uh, Young I mean, Lust from Pink Floyd speaks for itself. Yeah. He just like takes it over. But we need people to... Yeah, there's we, so much. There's we got to people really check out Glenn Hughes. And I'm saying that because when you and I saw Glenn Hughes, only a month before I saw Guns N' Roses, and I don't want to really slam on Axl Rose badly, but there were questions about his vocal parts and there were questions about his appearance. And I'm, I'm looking at Glenn Hughes, who was much older, with his beautiful white teeth and the energy that he exudes playing his bass, moving around like he's... He looked like he was half Axel Rose's age. So I, when people invest money and time into trying to recreate the past, this is more past oh, to yeah, recreate. People, people, uh, for, uh, for all rock fans, you know, if you want to see rock royalty and pay money for that, rather than paying $1,000 for you know, Rolling Stones or uh, Guns N' Roses or whatever at a really big venue where you'll be far away, invest your money and see whatever project Glenn Hughes is in. Unfortunately, it's not $1,000. It's less, but you'll get 10 times higher quality. So, talking about great value. Go see Glenn Hughes and, and you can skip Guns N' Roses. I suggest that. The voice of rock. Glenn Hughes. There you have it, folks. Until next time, of another episode of Catch, Catch the, the Roundabout. roundabout.